Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, Shalom Bayes, Shir number 154. Intimacy requires preparation, and um, men, their teva, their nature is that they usually do not need an emotional involvement to summon that arousal, that sexual arousal that they have. For them, for most men, the process requires a, minim, a minimum of, of encouragement. They are pretty much ready to go. The problem is men make the mistake in believing that women are the same like them in this regard. But not only are women not like men in this regard, a woman's path towards sexual stimulation is entirely different than that of a man. Generally speaking, a woman craves emotional involvement when she's with her husband. If that's not there, she feels hollow, she feels empty. Even if she experienced that so-called sexual satisfaction, there is a certain lack and an emptiness that's there if she did not also experience that emotional connection. And that's something very, very important to realize. And um, men very often don't feel they need to invest time in this. But they need to use their words. They need to use kind words. They need to use their thoughtful actions. That's what their wife needs. That's what the woman needs. She needs those kind words and thoughtful actions to justify, to get her to surrender and to give in sexuality. That is the way it's supposed to be. The Rambam brings it down, and he talks about drawing one's wife's heart to him. When it says in the Rambam to draw one's wife's heart to him, does not talk does not mean sexually charged words, using sexually stimulating words. That's part of it. That's a separate part, but he's talking about emotionally charged words, emotional love, appreciation that are spoken even before they get into the bedroom. And that's very, very important. Now, the Romanus Friedman brings this down, and he said that when he was in a class, someone suggested that when you plan and prepare for intimacy, that makes it sound calculated and stiff and mechanical and very unromantic. And he disagreed very strongly. He felt that, yes, the idea of romance is about being creative, about being innovative in a relationship, but that does require time and effort to think about it and how to go about preparing for it. And if you use it in that vein, then the preparation and the planning of it is indeed exciting and romantic. You prepare on how you're going to bring flowers, use special words, gestures, actions. And yes, there are times for spontaneity too. We talked about that. And that's okay. And sometimes that's healthy. But the idea of trying to prepare for intimacy, that is something that's very, very healthy. The Chazal talk about it a lot. You focus, they, they focus on being whole, uh, uh, present in their experience. They try to 
uh, remove any anger that may be there or resentment that may be there between them and to move away from that so that they should become more conducive towards being aligned with one another during intimacy. They need to think only about their partner, husband to wife, wife to husband, no other human being, as we said before. And um, when a couple removes those things that separate them, then the oneness comes naturally. The oneness comes naturally. And that requires sometimes preparation. To, to, to get yourself in a happy mood, to get yourself in a grateful mood, to start talking lovingly towards your wife and towards your husband, and to start appreciating them. And that's a very important concept. So very often, preparing for intimacy enhances the experience by removing those distractions that a husband and wife can concentrate fully on each other. And then the oneness comes naturally in those moments. And that's something very important to recognize. He also talks about the power of the mezuzah, and that's often a symbol and a connection of intimacy. Because he brings down and he says like this, he says the mem implies harmony. doesn't say Beferish here why mem is a remez to shalim. I have to look into that. But the rest of the word mezuzah, is zu and ze. Zu is masculine. Ze is feminine. Zu implies the husband. Ze implies the wife. That tells us that the home, which includes the bedroom, with the mezuzahs there, sometimes it's on the outside halachically, but the mezuzah is on the bedroom also. What it does is it embraces the him and the her in their home, in their marriage, in their bedroom, in a harmony, in a shalom. You embrace each other through that by recognizing Hashem, of course, and the Shechina. And we talked about it in previous shiurim, how the Kodesh HaGadoshim is considered a bedroom, how the Eretz Yisrael B'Derek is considered a bedroom. And it seemed strange but it's not strange at all. And one of the keys to intimacy is to try your best to be fully present, meaning that they should realize they're completely alone in this private space. There's nothing separating them. And when they enter the bedroom, they realize that that's a place for them alone. This is a private act. It's between husband and wife alone. And it's very special, and it's unique, and it. And again, we spoke about this also in halacha. Pretty much, going to most paiskim, a married couple is actually permitted to do almost anything in their intimate time together, and it's encouraged that they focus and they stay tuned in to each other. And for those who are more secular, it's important. They should not have a television in the bedroom. They should not have a computer in the bedroom. Even music. You know, sometimes you have music in a bedroom maybe to just you know, calm yourself down. But especially in intimate times, no music to distract a couple 
and the phones put away. It's a place where it's private, just husband and just wife. We talked about pornography, how that brings a third party in there and it wrecks intimacy. It's a particularly damaging and that injects other people into their sacred space. Talking even from a secular point of view, how unhealthy it is. And an important part of it is reverence. Reverence for one's spouse is an essential ingredient from intimacy. People don't look at it that way because they rightfully, uh, whenever they hear the word intimacy, they think of love, connection. And that is a million percent true. But there's a certain reverence, a covet, a respect of the sacredness of that space in the bedroom the sacredness of that person in front of you. And that's a very important thing to understand also. Another thing people need to realize about intimacy is that there is a myth about sex being as entertainment. Now, let me make it clear. It is healthy for a couple to enjoy the physical sexual relationship And there could be a certain level of playfulness there, which is healthy, especially when they decide to spice it up that way or when they go on vacation and there's a humor there also and there's some fun aspects to it. That's not what we mean when we say that sex as entertainment is a myth. It's a myth when it's a goal. It's a myth, you know, Animals, as long as they're physically capable, they never lose interests in the physical attraction. Human beings is much more complex. But the idea of it being an entertainment in and of itself is such a negative thing. And again, this is whether you're Torah observant, whether you're not Torah observant. This is whether you're religious, whether you're not religious. Even from a secular point of view, It destroys what intimacy really is. It destroys the healthiness of sex when it's entertainment and it's everywhere all the time, like drinks, like car, like, 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 like all other things. And children learn about these things, oral sex, other things. It's such an early age. And they watch these movies, PG-13 rated movies, R movies, whatever it is. And by the age of 20 already, they know everything, quote-unquote, on the culture of what's going on inside a bedroom. They think they know, at least. And it's a stimulation that just leads to nowhere, to no connection, to just self-indulgence that often leads to decreased pleasure as you go along. And that's a very important thing to know. A couple between themselves, they want to spark a little fun into it, a little geschmack into it, a little entertainment into it. That's perfectly fine because they know that the tachlis is the connection between the husband and the wife in a marriage as a unit, and they share their lives together in all aspects of their lives. That's different. That's fine. It's pleasurable. It's meant to be pleasurable. But when it's used as an entertainment, as it is in the culture of our industry, it is a terrible thing. It distorts what it's meant to be. 
They're surrendering to something greater than themselves. They embrace it. They become one. Intimacy is a thing that's not seen by others. That's why it's better to be taking place in, in when it's darker. Even sight distracts. It's a pure union. It's a special union. And they're naked. There's no clothing. They're together mamish. Even clothing is a distraction. But entertainment, chas v'shalom. It's not entertainment. It's not meant to be like, you know, uh, you know, a, 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 a theatrics entertainment. And that actually holds back intimacy. And that's very, very important. That's why when young people learn about these things explicitly at an early age, it's not healthy. It makes it a lot more shallow. It does not bring two people closer. It does not bring them to intimacy. Doesn't, and a lot of times they don't even know what they're doing. And it becomes very superficial and very cheap. And ultimately a lot less enjoyable. While when it's treated with respect, with a vulnerability, with a humility, with a, with, a, with a certain degree of awe of knowing that it's an actual union between a husband and a wife that are face-to-face and they see each other the way they are, that is something special. Even kissing, the mingling of breath of becoming one, the embrace of a husband and wife is uniquely special and it expresses a spiritual makeup animals don't need to face each other because there's no soul there of a holy soul a wife and a husband husband and wife have a soul they know each other it's a soul to soul encounter every time they are engaged in a physical intimate act and in yiddishkeit in judaism it's a very practical thing it allows the husband and wife to do almost any type of foreplay, any type of afterplay. They could sexually satisfy each other in any way they wish, but they need to avoid, of course, what's distasteful to one another, to what's uncomfortable with one another. They need to avoid that, that those items, those things. But it's, an, it's a pretty open playing field. They could do kemat whatever they want. And it's very important to always try to be intimate, even when the union cannot result in having a child, whether the wife is already pregnant or whether she cannot conceive, makes no difference. Intimacy is special in and of itself, not connected to having a child. They need to share that intimacy because it's true whether there's a physical child or not that can be created by this union. The etzem union is unique. The etzem union is special. The union between husband and his wife, Hashem, is there. And it spills over that ruchnius into going beyond themselves and beyond all aspects of life of what they do. So again, to, uh, to realize this, that sex and intimacy are more than forms of entertainment. It's an encounter between two souls that bring about not just physical heights of pleasure, but physical heights of pleasure as a feeling of oneness. 
And that is really the, the, the tachlis of it. Have a wonderful day.